Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from Treasonable Studios in Los Angeles with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. She is a comedian you may have seen on Last Comic Standing. She's a mom and a Huffington Post contributor, also author of the children's book Little Libby and the Right to Vote. Always a pleasure to have her with us. Katie Massa Kennedy. Welcome. Thank you. And it is a pleasure to be here. And I wish that your listeners could see Treasonable Studios. It, it is a sight to behold. It's homey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's homey. <laughs> Do not put that L in there. It's no. homey. No, no. It's I, I, I think it's lovely. Uh, some people have commented. One, one of my friends, I guess, complains uh, that it, it's maybe a little too collegiate. <laughs> I'm like, well, it, it reminded me of a uh, girl who I dated years ago, who I, I was apparently a fixer-upper, uh, which, you know, I, I think that just means you're, you're going to flip me. Uh, but she, she once, and this is like 20 years ago, but she, she was complaining about uh, the way I dressed. And she's, you can't keep dressing like you're still in college. And fortunately, I prevented myself from saying it, although it would have saved me a lot of time. But my first thought was, but I was happy then. And yeah. Weren't we all? <laughs> uh, I credit the drugs, although those really haven't changed. So, <laughs> but I have, I've grown as a human being. Mm. That's, that's important. You've been fixed up. Uh, a nah, little bit of renovation here and there, you know, <laughs> just uh, upgraded the wiring. <laughs> But yeah, I'm not a fixer-upper. I'm a complete teardown. Uh, <laughs> but I admit that about myself, and and I, I'm all right with that. Uh, who who am I? Oh well, I'm Dr. David Robinson. I am your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse. The Black Voice of Reason Time and Ship is on vacation, well deserved this week. So um, I I'm actually we were we were talking about this a little bit before the show, but. Uh, Looking forward to just uh, having having a conversation with you, Katie. Yeah, because, yeah me too. Um, We're just going to really mix it up. You, mm-hmm. st- you strap in, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, we well, and there is plenty to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will we will be doing that. But first, want to check in with our sponsors at Community Spread. <laughs> it's morning in America. And people are waking up to the great taste of community spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies. I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches. Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants, available in Delta and Omicron variant everywhere. Now, 
and when you least expect it. Unmitigated spread variants. It's time for another peak. Omicron. You know, I, I, I thank you and damn you, Katie Massa Kennedy, yeah. because I, I've already had a problem, I, I think, really over the last 50 some odd years of whenever I hear the word phenomenon, <laughs> my head, and, and the problem has been not doing that out loud when someone says it. I think by this point, uh, most people have gotten used to me just blurting out weird musical references here and there, and that's. But for strangers, it can be a little off-putting. But yeah, now. Uh, well, there you go. Now I have that with uh, with the new variant. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is it is a gift, mm-hmm. and it is it is the holiday season. We we've gone through Thanksgiving. Uh, we are in the midst of Hanukkah, as we were discussing uh, the decor of of Treasonable Studios. There's got nice got menorah. the menorah set up mm-hmm. for tonight. Uh, nice tin foil. Yeah. Well, you know, got to keep it from dripping, <laughs> and I I do. Uh, I, I, it's kind of weird, but I do like to, uh, you know, as long as I got the, uh, the drip tray there, all of the, all of the wax plugs that remain after burning, you know, gather them up and I mean, they'll all get thrown out, but I think it, that's probably the thing. It's like, uh, I don't want to risk like spilling them and having to sweep up more than once. So I'll just wait until the end of Hanukkah and you know, then I can just crumble the, uh, crumble the foil and no spills. Mm-hmm. Bada bing. Mm-hmm. So nice, but we we do have a new variant, uh, which <laughs> uh, and and people are you know it is the season of holiday parties and you know we were we were talking there there's birthdays oh, I've got a moving party today for for a friend who's going to England. Uh, have a rap party for a show I'd been wearing. So there, there are many gatherings and there are still a lot of people out there who, for whatever reasons, do not believe in getting vaccinated or boosted. And I, I of course, make the exception for the people who have actual medical reasons. There are people, uh, I have friends, you know, with kids that, you know, for health reasons, they can't get vaccinated. And it is because of those people, not the not the bullshit. I don't want to get a vaccine because Donald Trump told me not to, so I'm going to make a medical excuse or find a, a swag doctor to write one up for me. And you know, having had my uh, medical marijuana license have for years, ah, <laughs> 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 uh, some of them do. Some of them are just big pains in the ass. You know, it's. I, I honestly, I, a lot of, I'm, I'm gluten free, you know, and if, if you say, well, eh, there are some people who say they're gluten free only because they know that there are a lot of people who are too ignorant to know what celiac disease is. Uh, but I generally, if you say I'm gluten free without mentioning the word celiac, mm, the, the bullshit detectors go up in my head. But it it is because of the the people with legitimate medical concerns that the rest of us should get vaccinated. It's we we were talking about the the societal separation and 
the the anti-vaxxers who decide to take things personally you know it's oh well you you don't like my politics it's like well your your politics could kill my grandmother so fuck it's your a, politics yeah it's it's this, it's the same thing with um with uh service dogs it's like yeah do i really want listen i love the animals okay i have a dog and two cats i love them dearly um but um the they, they don't I don't want dogs roaming the supermarket. Okay, but I mean, if but if 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 you need one in order to be able to do your shopping, then yes, of course. But that we have to make those exceptions, and and then that's it. It doesn't mean that you know your teacup poodle gets to be in your freaking purse there. Well, if you keep it in the purse, mm. you know. And I I will admit uh, I have I have taken my step poodle shopping, and uh, he's a, he's a service animal. Because he, you know, serves the purpose of no. me not being inconvenienced. No, but, <laughs> no, no. But oh the thing God. is, he like, he stays in the shopping cart. You know, it's it's like he's sitting there in the basket like a, a child. And I don't want to have children roaming the supermarkets either. So it's like, All right. I'm you're not, not going to go you're so You're not going to win as... me with this argument. You're, you're not going to win me over But he's such argument. a good dog. No, no. He's a good boy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Such a good boy. Stick to your no gluten. Just <laughs> hey, everybody got their something. I mean, but I do, I do understand what you're saying, and yeah, a lot of people, it's they are not responsible dog owners, so their quote unquote service dog, you know, is is running around licking things and, and pissing on the canned vegetables, and <laughs> like, yeah, you you can't have that, you know. So it's like if you. If you are going to skirt the rules, skirt them responsibly. Mm. You know, it's 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 kind of like before um, recreational marijuana was legal. It's like, well, if you're going to use it, don't drive. You know, like be a responsible human being. Like, don't don't force other people to be inconvenienced by your choices and admit that they are choices. Be honest with yourself. Okay. I don't think that's too controversial. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not getting behind you putting the dog in the shopping cart, but I'm not. You're not. That that you're not going to win me over. He he does bring a lot of delight to other shoppers, though. Mm-mm. He really mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> let's talk about how my rights are being stripped away. Let's move on. <laughs> well, before we we strip away your rights, uh, because that's that's kind of happening. Uh, it is it is the 49th Saturday of the year, and it's the fourth of December. Which like how the, the fuck did that happen? Saturday? Oh, I know. My- God, I really can't believe it's December. I didn't, I, I really can't. Yeah, it, well, we finally do have a little bit of December-ish weather here in LA, which I guess helps helps sell the, helps sell the lie, the lie of the, December. Well, do you know the, the, the big lie? <laughs> calendars, the big lie. Calendars are just made up anyway. <laughs> well, you want to hear something kind of crazy? The coronavirus basically affected us meaning shut down everything last year not not 10 years ago <laughs> it was literally last year 2020 I, honestly this this whole experience crazy? has turned me into matthew mcconaughey in the first season of true detective <laughs> time is a flat circle yeah 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 totally <laughs> All right it yeah i and it it's funny like talking to people about things that have happened in the recent past and like 
personal things, not world events, you know, and you're like, oh yeah, well, you know, last, last year I was working. No, you weren't working on anything last year because you were locked in your house like the rest of us. Oh, oh shit. Right. So that was two years ago or was that six months ago? Yeah. Like what the fuck? I, well, my daughter's schooling was affected three years of schooling. And I was like, so wait, it must've started a year prior, right? No. The beginning of 2020, she was finishing one year of school and then the next grade was 2020 to 2021. And then the third year of schooling is 2021. You know, it started 20, right. you know, it very, very much confused me. So, yeah, as, as someone who stopped writing checks because, like, fuck the date. I don't know what year it is. <laughs> You're like, you got Venmo? How about Zelle? Uh, big ups on the Zelle. Oh, okay. You know, just because uh, it's directly through the bank, no service charges for the immediate transfer because it's already immediately transferred. And uh, yeah, banks banks charging you crazy fees anyway mm. for everything else. It's like, yeah, you may as well. You know, if you got to pay for the Costco membership, you may as well get the free samples. <laughs> Words to live by. That's, you know, it's a philosophy. Uh, but it is, it's the 49th Saturday of the year. It is the 4th of December. And that means that it is National Sock Day, National Dice Day, National Play Outside Day, which I feel, and again, you know, having difficulties with the concept of time uh, the past couple of years. But I feel like there have been at least four National Play Outside Days, <laughs> like this year alone. So... Interesting. But yeah, I think it's it's just a, a scam from uh, from the outside industry to sell more outside. <laughs> In the pocket of big outside. Yep, that's that's. You know, I just checked my socks because I didn't even realize it was uh, sock day, and I'm wearing my pumpkin spice latte. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right on. I, so you're you're also wearing boots, so I did not uh, did yeah. not see it. So are they? Uh, is that just the visual design, or are they like scented? They don't smell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They don't smell like pumpkin spice. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna ask to confirm. Here you go. No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. I, I appreciate that. You know, it's uh, we are. Treasonable Studios is lovely this time of year. It truly is. There's a there's a faint whiff of pumpkin spice in the air. <laughs> Uh, but in addition to National Play Outside Day, it is also National Cookie Day and Skywarn Recognition Day, which I think what is... What does that mean? That's, I, well, I had to look that up myself. Skywarn? Yeah. It sounds very ominous, but what it is, it's it's a, a network of volunteers who like report weather phenomena. But they, yeah, it's like basically like neighborhood watch for weather for the nation. So, you know, if there's something strange in their neighborhood, who are they going to call? The NOAA. <laughs> oh, NOAA. So uh, props props to the Skywarn folks. Hmm, okay. And uh, yeah, it's, um, I'm, I'm, I, I have never thought about them before. Uh, so today, and apparently this day every year, we, yeah. we recognize them. Okay. We salute your service. Um, <laughs> speaking of not hearing about something, do you know Googie? Uh, the architecture style? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know that? <laughs> I keep on bringing I, it up, and people don't. I bring it up all the time. No, I'm a, and no one ever knows it. But big Ed Rocher fan. Oh. Uh, and 
yeah, just like 40s, 50s design, I think because of the Chuck Jones, Tom and Jerry cartoons that I watched as a child, like where you see a lot of that, like 40s, 50s, space age design. Yeah. I think that ingrained it in my head that this shit's cool. Yeah. For those who don't know, Googie's, it's a, a architecture style and a, a aesthetic, design aesthetic that's basically mid-century modern, but like that space, like the world of tomorrow. So you'll see like angular things and metals and, um, you know, like M-E-T-A-L-S. And uh, my daughter very astutely said, do you know what's very googie? I said, what? She goes, a trapezoid. I'm like, yes, it is. Wow. Very, you know, the starburst, those Sputnik lights, um, you know, light fixtures. That's very googie. Um, anything that's kind of like a flying saucer style, that's very googie. In fact, one of the first instances of, of a googie architecture is, is right in Los Angeles in Burbank, the uh, Bob's Big Boy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, something else I uh, just uh, on on a similar topic, something I recently learned about uh, dingbats. What did you say? What did you say? Not just just an Archie Bunker insult, uh, (laughs) but very popular in Los Angeles. But you know the buildings uh, where the parking garage is exposed but underneath? Yeah. Those are dingbats. That's what that's called? Yeah. It's the style of architecture. I heard a thing on NPR. Uh, it might have been local. It might have been KCRW. Uh, but they were talking about the how dingbats are, are disappearing. And at first I'm like, good, I'm tired of dealing with those people, especially the way they drive. And then it was like, oh, no, it's that really cool, very L.A. I mean, I, it's something I associate with L.A. And a lot of the dingbats, yeah, they're the buildings that have the names on them. You know, like uh, the the palms, of, whatever. Well, one of my favorites in in a neighborhood where I used to live was uh, it's a building that was called the Fountain Holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the landlords who the owners whoever didn't really take good care of at least the the sign. So everything except the first and last letter of the first word like had fallen off. And I just thought it was hilarious driving by all the time going, yeah, I live in the effing holiday. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's uh, so Googie and Dingbats. Dingbats. Ladies and gentlemen, the comedy duo of Googie and Dingbats. So you're talking about like the, it's almost like the, the, you're talking about apartment building where it's, you, you kind of go pull into the hub. It's kind of like on stilts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, Yeah. So. So, hey, and and now we're an educational show. Wow. Yeah, very nice. Who knew? Mm. We can add architecture. uh, Also, uh, hunting and riding. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are 312 days into the Biden administration. Less than a year and accomplishing a lot. Uh, I would say so far so good. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy. Uh, And I think in, in the face of... Everyone, you know, he's he's basically like doing his term as president with one hand tied behind his back and, and Republicans constantly, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, with, you know, with their hands right in his face. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to the radio on the way here and they were saying, I was listening to NPR and they were talking about the a looming, you know, government shutdown, which it always is, right? And they're like, and nobody wants that. Neither of the parties want that. I'm like, no, that's not true. 
Well, well, or is it? Uh, no, I think there are definitely members. You know, I I think as much as you can say the Republicans have an agenda, it's to fuck shit up, and the the whole idea. And I, you know, we've talked about this on the show before how Republicans are better at messaging, but not because of skill and communication, largely because their message is much easier to, to like just boil down to fuck you. No, fuck you. That's, that's the Republican agenda. And so it's easier to message. No, fuck you. than to explain why vaccine mandates are good. Why if people actually got vaccinated and wore masks and took precautions that we would have been out of this. That is really, that's really an astute point because, uh, you know, it, if if your message is just you know i've worked in a lot of writers rooms where it's like you have an idea you're like well how about this how about this do you know what's the easiest thing to do and i've seen it so much in writers room stupid Mm -hmm. fuck that stupid it's just stupid and then you are the 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 dumb pollyanna who's like hey guys you want to um work on this new sketch hey kids let's put on a show yeah yeah and it's like no stupid fuck your show fuck that (laughs) fuck you fuck that i mean yeah you're you're right i mean it's just so easy to just be like government's stupid both sides are the same yeah but what but what about if we created a program stupid it's like, yeah, I mean, you, you put together a sentence trying to lay out a, an idea. It's stupid. Yeah, it's socialism. Yeah, it's, yeah that's exactly what that's it is. It's right. actually going to help people. Fuck and that noise. And as far as the, and you're, you're exactly right, but then when you talk about like a, a pro-something message, let's just say it's, it's, it's a message of some kind, and it's make America great again. And it's like, no one even fucking knows what that means. I mean, well, I mean, obviously we do, but I mean, I'm just saying stupid message, stupid font, you know, like a font that is like on every computer. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck, fuck liberals. We're not doing anything, any design aesthetic. It's just like in block letter. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. Well, it's, stupid it, designs for stupid people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking of stupid people, mm-hmm. uh, as of today, we've got. Hey, don't say that about time and he's not here. No, not at all. <laughs> but as of today, we've got. 786,270 Americans dead from the coronavirus and 48,947,721 confirmed cases with about 234.7 million people having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine with about 198.2 million of them, including two in this room who are fully vaccinated. One of us is boosted. Wait a minute, wait a no, 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 no. We're going to keep going with this. Thank you, though. Uh, thanks, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> wait, really? 50 million confirmed cases? Uh, just Almost about. 50 million? Yeah. But that's like, there are only 300 million people in this country. Or less, a little less. But that's that's like a that's a, a, a full sixth of everybody out. Yeah, coronavirus is, is the glitter of the disease world. <laughs> One in six people in this country have? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, that's... That's insane. And, <laughs> you know, a lot of them, uh, I've, I've talked to a few people, a few of fr- uh, friends of mine who have gotten breakthrough cases. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even like, because I know Timon had gotten it 
I think it was before he was vaccinated, mm. but just had a mild case. Mm. And my friends who are vaccinated and got breakthrough cases describe it as not, you know, pretty much like a bad cold or one one friend said it was more of like an inconvenient cold. It wasn't like, okay. you know, yeah. horrible. But hey, you know, even even a, a bad cold, a horrible cold beats the fuck out of being ventilated in a hospital. Mm-hmm. And we, we were talking a little bit before the show about... I had I had one really bad day after I got my booster, and you know stayed stayed in bed all day. Uh, get out to either get water, you know something like juice, or to go to the bathroom. But one day of that, and then the next day, a little bit of lower back pain. Uh, but day three, arm didn't even hurt where I got the shot. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like I would rather do that than have a tube shoved down my throat until I die alone in a hospital room because my family's not allowed to be, you know, I mean, it's like freedom. Well, I'm flying to New York in two weeks, so I need to make sure that I get boosted this coming week. Yeah. Do it up. Yep. It's because, yeah, there's, uh, was it the, um, I want to, is it the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? There's a uh, like three players from one of the NFL teams who were suspended because they Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. He was he was immunized. He was fined. He was fined. What to me is about eight cents. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's disgusting. I you know I don't want to go draconian, and we we were talking on the show last week uh ed greer was embracing his inner fascist um but honestly a lot of these people it's i don't, I don't want to go all nat natalie merchant hey give them what they want uh but you know if these people believe that um mandates and and punishment for people who don't obey the mandates are, are fascism let's let's give them a taste of real fascism you know aaron Rodgers, you you didn't get vaccinated you were finger quotes immunized fine we're taking the pinky off your your passing hand oh you know let's see how let's see how good you do with four fingers eh, i Maybe not I the do most not, practical I do idea. not condone this. <laughs> I do not condone his the dog in the shopping cart. None of it. None of it. Just want to state that for the record. You know, some of these things they, they may not be valid ideas, but I do like putting them out there. Like one of the things that I would love to start uh, informationally spreading amongst the the anti vaxxers is, and I don't know if you've noticed this, Katie, but the same doctors who say that the vaccine is good for you also say that fentanyl is bad. (laughs) And I mean, I know when my mom was in hospice with cancer, they were giving her fentanyl. So it, it does have approved medical uses like horse paste, but you know, Mm -hmm. different. So I'm not saying that the anti-vaxxers should treat themselves with huge doses of fentanyl. But if they just want to take that information, that it is a licensed and apparently these days widely available medicine, well, gagazent, have some fun with that. Well, kids. I get all my medical uh, information from Ronnie Jackson. So, oh, Doctor Oz. <laughs> oh God, Jesus! I and 
I I realize Oprah is a saint, but like Oprah, what the fuck? Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil. Yeah. I, I have a friend. He's a dear friend. He's a great guy. Very frequently recommends restaurants. And after like taking him up on a couple of su- suggestions and it was like, oh, I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't great. And we were, we were out at lunch one day and he just casually remarked, yeah, I don't really, my taste buds don't work. I don't know. I'm like, wait a minute. You, <laughs> you don't, you don't have taste buds, but you've been recommending restaurants. Well, but the atmosphere is great. <laughs> it's like, that, that's not why. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a nice plus for why you would, something you would appreciate in a restaurant, but, Oh, well, the food ship, but ah, the decor is so lovely. <laughs> and yeah, I, I kind of. He doesn't even live in Pennsylvania, or he just moved to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Talking uh, about Dr. Oz now. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, because going back to, to something we were talking about earlier about, you know, if, if you're an anti-vaxxer, if you, if you don't believe that you actually live in a larger society, then you and your little ignorant friends, science-resistant folks, make your own little communities. Go go live like the Amish. You know, wall yourselves off in a little community and, you know, maybe go out, sell, you know. Go see Harrison Ford. Woodwork. You are not of our people, John Book. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It's, oh, my God. And what's her name? What's her name from that movie, Witness? Uh, oh, I can uh, see that movie again. I wonder if it Kelly holds McGillis? up. Kelly McGillis? Yeah, Kelly McGillis. You remember they're doing that new Top Gun and they wouldn't let her anywhere near it. No shit. Yeah. Be- because she's an old lady by yeah. Hollywood standards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should get like Holland Taylor to play her role. <laughs> Holland Taylor? No, they're getting, uh, what's her name? At least they're not getting a 20-year-old. It's, um, what, uh, what's her name? Jennifer year Connelly. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, she does good work. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably not going to see the new Top Gun because... The old Top Gun didn't really leave any questions unanswered for me. I was, it's all downhill all right from that. that volleyball scene, really. <laughs> so why? Why? I yeah, no clue. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't realize there was a need for for a new Top Gun movie, but I also know there's no need for more Marvel movies, and I'll be you know in line for those. So, can I just tell you whenever I hear the two words put together, Marvel Universe, I'm like I can't. I I I just just stop it. Marvel Universe. Oh my god, just stop it. See, I'm all right with that. Mm. But oh, yeah, but you you're know. pushing around a poodle in a shopping cart. There's <laughs> Well, he's not going to push himself. <laughs> <laughs> his little legs can't get up that high. Maybe get him a little shopping cart, something his size. <laughs> See now, even you would find that, darling. Okay, Come yes. on, yes. Uh, and I, I like a I'm, poodle with with a shopping cart that's like the size of a loaf of bread, with a fifty pound bag of dog food in it. Yeah, no, that's cute. That's cute. That is that does tickle me. That's um, that's like an aspirational poster. <laughs> hang in there. <laughs> Dream big, and you shall achieve. Dream big. Oh, you know what? Stephen Sondheim said that R.I.P. Said that um, you know there, there's nothing worse than than um, than falling off the the lowest rung of a ladder. If you're gonna if you're gonna fail, fail big. <laughs> Can I? You know, as long as uh, we're we're doing uh, confessions and admissions, are, are we? Well, we're starting. Uh, I there is there's something about Sondheim 
that because his work is such a part of the American canon that I have long thought of him as being like long deceased, like, you know, Rogers and Hammerstein are before, you know, like, no, not in my lifetime. Like Stephen Sondheim and I weren't on the earth at the same time. And it's like, no, no, you, you were until, until this week. And it, it's like, oh, right. Wow. You know, it's like, I always think of him more in like the older, like, what what people think of as classic Broadway, like versus like modern Andrew Lloyd Webber, Tim Wright's kind of stuff. Right, but he is really more the modern. Uh, but the yeah, exactly. He, he, exactly. he is the very model of a modern. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I saw a, a like a musical review that had works of Rodgers and Hammerstein and um, and then Andrew Lloyd Webber, and it is really. Oh, it's just crazy because because like the Rogers and Hammerstein are like so incredibly sexist just because of the you know when it was written. Right. There's such a difference. So so I hear I totally hear what you're saying. But when you just if you were to just listen to you know like I said like a medley of all different composers, you'd be like oh lyricist. You'd just be like oh my god wow. <laughs> there is a big difference. Who did uh, My Fair Lady? Who was that? What? Who was that? Was oh, that? Um, look it up on the Google oh, machines. Look it up on the Google on the on the Googie. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Was it? It wasn't Sondheim. No. 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 I mean, because you know, I mean, some great songs in there, but the the whole premise. You know, I was talking earlier about you know women who view me as a fixer upper. Well, I think I'm a, a complete teardown. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, uh, Pygmalion, the, the source material that uh, that became My Fair Lady. It's like, wow. Like, talk of, talk about, you know, sexism and, ah, yeah, you know, she'd be great if we could just, like, make her, remake her in our own image and then control her. Mm-hmm. And it's just really all a woman needs right is, right, right? is a man's guidance. Don't worry, we're getting there. We'll get back there. Well, and that it's such a such a great segue into one of the big topics Gosh, this that, week. I don't know. It's it's I don't and know why that's so hard. To sort do. of bringing in the 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 whole Doctor Oz thing. It's like if you know if Pennsylvanians are dumb enough to hey let's get a let's get a TV quack and uh, put them in charge of shit that. It, uh, that for the most part, isn't medical, but will affect all of our life decisions. And if if you were just going to be like running for the Pennsylvania State Legislature, gig isn't have at go fuck your own state up. That's your prerogative. But putting people like that in Congress, where like and now you're not just affecting Pennsylvania. You know, you're you are part of the bigger picture. Uh, I think last time you were on the show, we were talking about this with Joe Manchin. That you know you you are a, a senator in the United States Congress, right? Which means that your decisions, well, you should have West Virginia at the forefront of your mind because those are the people who elected you. Your decisions affect everybody in this country, right? And as someone who is in a position of oh, I don't know what's that word, leadership, maybe you have to act like a leader occasionally and not just, you know, well, 
you know, the kids all wanted bags of sugar for dinner, so we're going to just let them eat five pounds of sugar. Because it's what they want. I, I, you know, who am I to tell them no? I agree. I totally agree with you. But obviously, the it, it's that they they answer to the people of their state. I mean, because they're the ones, the only the people in their state are voting for them. So they do need to represent their interests. But Absolutely. I totally understand I mean, what primarily, you're saying. Primarily, sure. But you also, you know, forest trees, right? Yada yada, right? So now, mm. Doctor Oz, Doctor Oz, <laughs> he's uh, he's. He's it's a Senate seat, right? Not con- not a not a not to be yeah, a not, the representative. Rep- not the House of Representatives. Oh, wow, yeah, yeah, just yeah. I I you know I I do believe you know hey let let Rudy play football. You know it's like yeah put him in but put him in last play of the game when you already have the game won and then you know you let the unqualified person sit in the driver's seat. But they can't touch the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want to, if you want to sit in the driver's seat and hold the steering wheel and go vroom vroom, wonderful. <laughs> but why don't you do that when we actually get to where we need to go? So you're not holding this up from taking the poodle to the supermarket. <laughs> oh my God! Don't you bring that damn poodle up? But you 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 do understand the larger picture that I'm getting at. Though. Of course. It's not just about taking the poodle to the supermarket. You actually have to get life-sustaining food while you're there, which is the, the main reason you're going. Right. The poodle is just the decor. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and if you ha- have no taste buds, you can't taste, just decor. <laughs> Please don't taste the poodles. <laughs> <laughs> Smell my socks. <laughs> is that pumpkin spice? <laughs> But we are talking about the larger decisions and taking, uh, you know, getting control of women. So they'll just do what they're supposed to do, uh, which is men's bidding, apparently. And, hey, lo and behold, we have a Supreme Court that uh, seems to believe that the ridiculousness that is spewing from my mouth at the moment is is fact. And as, as, as a comedian... <laughs> You know, it's I. I have. I'm sure you have. Uh, you you have like times in your life cases where people find out you're a comedian, and then everything that you say, no matter how valid, will be disregarded. Oh well, she's a comedian. She's joking. Right. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, but you know, I um, oh, uh, the best abortion joke <laughs> that has ever been written was um, from a friend of mine, um, Beth Sherman. She uh, she actually lives in London now, but um, I guess everyone's moving to London, huh? It's a, it's a very popular town. But, London at Christmas time. She said that she was driving and she saw a billboard that said that, that said um, every abortion kills a, kills a child. Right, so she stopped her car, climbed up, and spray-painted next to it, or your money back. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, that is beautiful. Yeah, best best abortion joke ever written. That yeah, I truly, I have to give that props. truly perfect joke. And I, you know, I am the uh, the writer of uh, spending the weekend going to go volunteer at a pro life bake sale. Uh, just going to sell uh, scoops of batter and tell people they're already cupcakes. <laughs> wow, that was um, I but listened. I think Beth Sherman beat me there. Uh, the, the I listened to the. Um, 
the arguments. Did you did, did you listen? I listened to some. Um, um, it was honestly, truly, truly shocking. It, it really, really, very much was from uh, Justice Booth. Um, mm-hmm. basically palling it up with the uh, Mississippi Solicitor General, like almost like, are we in a fucking frat house right now? Um, well, obviously we aren't. Otherwise, you know, you would know we were in a frat house if, if Boof was trying to, you know, bend uh, Amy COVID Barrett over the bench and oh give God. her what, you know, she may not think she wants, but because that's what he does. And he her in, uh, I'm sorry to be petty, but in that fucking baby voice, Asking about safe, hey, is it safe haven? Then what? Then why? Why would you need an abortion? Because it's none of your goddamn business. But it's just, it's not. This is so. Oh my god! And it kind of drives me crazy when people say, "Well, it's not just about abortion; it's the bigger pick." They try to, they try to basically box the um, solicitor general for the U.S. into for the Justice Department into saying that this is not about privacy. It's not about bodily autonomy it's not about you know um it's 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 about abortion that's what it is it's about abortion because then once you make it that only that very specific very myopic kind of thing then you can kind of pick that apart do you know what i mean yeah totally. um but the thing is you know emily's list um you know emily's list right mm-hmm. they support uh women candidates for office and at all levels and their deal breaker is or they have they have one they have one qualification. They they provide support to women candidates, but also those women have to be pro-choice. They have right. to be. And to be honest, I wasn't. I was a bit ignorant. I didn't understand because I was like, "Well, that's an issue. So you can be, you know, pro-death penalty or anti-death penalty." I'm I'm extremely anti-capital punishment, by the way. But so it's just it's an issue. No, no, because it's not like well, this is about abortion, but it's about more. It's 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 the ball game. It's well, everything. It's, it's it's freedom. It, like you were saying, it's bodily autonomy, and yeah, it like what I choose to do with my body, and what you choose to do with your body. Well, that is respectively my business and your business. It is not her business. It is it is not the Supreme Court's business. It is between a person and their medical professional of choice. Yeah. And I, I, I was, at, I actually was shocked to hear the arguments where they were basically saying, "Well, we're choosing between two lives here." What? A full grown ass woman? Are you kidding me? Comparing to a, a, a clump of cells to something that isn't a, a person yet? I, I, I was at my seriously, my jaw figuratively hit the floor. I mean, I couldn't even believe that this was an argument. It, it was it was shocking to me. It was it was truly shocking. And for the new the new, you know, new little lady on the Supreme Court to be basically saying, "Well, then why would you if you can give the baby up for adoption, then of course you don't need What are you I just Yeah, you I know, hey, it's can't. it's just 9 months of putting your own health at risk and, you know, basically altering your body for the rest of your life merely to suit someone else's religious agenda it's 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 really well it's uh, not just the religious agenda it's also about control because as we were saying at the beginning you know chicks just need to learn their place and and if they just listen to what men say they should do they'll be fine well i posted an article in our in our 
a political group on Facebook, and it's it's a really phenomenal article about um, <laughs> it's a really phenomenal article about the Republican Party and fascism and authoritarianism. And what was interesting is that they didn't. They were talking about male supremacy. The article was about male supremacy, and it was really viewing that through authoritarianism and not even bringing in the religious component because I'm like, no, no, that's that's key to this, right? Because it's a the Christian, you know, a Christian vision. But no, actually, I took a step back and I go, no, I'm wrong because it's authoritarianism first. That's what's baked into the Christianity. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, it's all about obedience. Right. But but this whole idea of male supremacy, but it's based on a um, being like tough guy, but also out of a real um, vulnerability because of its reliance on grievance. Very interesting stuff. Really interesting. Anyway. Yeah. It's well, you know, we've talked about this and we aren't the only ones who have talked about this on this show, but the, the idea that if, if you give people something to complain about, which is what the Republicans do. And this is going back to what we were saying earlier about messaging is it's, it's a lot easier to rile people up with, with complaints and pointing out things. Hey, you don't like this. What about that? That sucks too. This is horrible. Yeah. Whereas presenting solutions to the problem is much more nuanced. It, you know, it, it requires greater detail and, you know, people tune out because it is it is a lot more fun to, yeah, I'm mad about that than, hey, let's actually do some work to solve these problems. Hillary 2016. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, geez. It, you know, it, it's funny. Just in the light of, of the Supreme Court issues this week, you know, and seeing a lot of people on the social media posting, you know, we none of this would have been happening if, you know, Hillary had been elected, you know, because she did get more votes and, well, better candidate, better qualified. Correct. Yeah. The what what's really we need time machines. This is this is I want my jetpack. But th- th- those two those two newest justices are doing exactly what they were put there to do. That whole, the whole hearing, garbage. Just mm-hmm. absolute garbage. For their confirmation hearing, I mean. I, I, I it's, 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 it's just as bad as, it really is as bad as, as we thought. Well, and, and so, you know, there was an article, I think, in Salon uh, this week. It might have, might have been the Washington Post. But in light of everything that's going on with the January 6th commission, I started wondering, and I should, I, I've got a friend who's a historian. I should really like talk to him about this stuff. But was wondering, since it is very clear now, and I mean, it was, it was crystal clear during the confirmation hearings, but even more so now, if, if you can get more clear than crystal, that Amy Covid Barrett and Booth Kavanaugh lied during their confirmation hearing. So can they retroactively be held in contempt of Congress for for lying under oath? 
I, I, possibly it's not going to happen though and that's no. not even me being a pessimist or negative i'm not i'm really no, not that's, i'm that's really realism yeah i'm i'm not i'm really not a, a a pessimist when it comes to politics i like to i feel like that kind of boxes you in whether you're optimistic or pessimistic it's not it's not the way to go but i think it's extremely clear that both of them very much expressed but again there's nuance to 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 saying this i mean how are you going to how are you going to actually pin this on someone that they uh respect precedent you know and 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 clearly that's not that is absolutely not the case because but by the way they're dancing around it it's uh oh god clarence thomas was just out of control when he was talking about that it's or they were talking about civil rights decisions and you know something was basically established but then they ended up revisiting it and then take and then and then a new case you know would overturn that basically but that that's you're 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 playing games now with that i i i yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like oh, so many things to say, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I can understand your position of like let's stick with realism rather than optimism or pessimism when it comes to politics. But I find that being a realist generally puts you square in the pessimist box, <laughs> you know, when it comes to politics because this is this is the world we live in. And, you know, we were talking earlier about how, well, no one uh, of either party really wants a government shutdown. And it's like, well, there are members who are happy to, you know, throw Molotov cocktails and like they just want to fuck shit up. And I'm, I'm certainly not giving Mitch McConnell credit for being a responsible leader, but it, it's kind of like in well, you see it in you know movies about certain wars that America has been involved in or really any bad guy spy movie, you know, where the, the villain, no, 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 don't, don't kill him because then we can't keep torturing him. You know, just keep him alive enough that we can still inflict pain and, and misery. And I feel like, like, cause Mitch McConnell was pretty much the guy who, well, the, the Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert's of the, of the Republican caucus were saying, yeah, shut the fucking government down and, and the Democrats will get the blame. When I think most people by this point, especially after the last four years, no, no, it's not going to fall on the Democrats. We know that's what they'll be screaming from, you know, from Fox News and Onanist Network and, you know, whatever. But everybody knows, like, you know, it's kind of like how grown-ups, yeah, we know Santa's not real. But uh, for the sake of the kids, a lot of people are going to keep pretending. Yeah, I think But I think time, McConnell no... was like, no, we're, we, we cannot have a shutdown. But... It's not a thing of let's save the life of the person. It's let's just keep them alive enough that we can keep torturing them. Mm, yeah, maybe. And I think that is that is something that a lot of people are bringing up about the abortion arguments at the Supreme Court this week is, you know, and I've oh God, if I had a nickel for every time I heard it's the dog that caught the car, you know, on on MSNBC, that yeah, well the dog. Dogs love to chase the car, but when they catch it, what the fuck are they going to do with it? You know, and so I think if the Republicans do overturn Roe v. Wade, the game is up because at that point, 
no one is is going to believe any of the bullshit that they've been hiding behind for years. It It is going to be abundantly clear, even to the people who want to deny the facts, that no, this is all about control. And for, for all the talk of, of, we're, you know, we're the pro freedom party, you know, it's like the Republicans are as pro freedom as they are pro worker, which again, goes back to the analogy of just keep them alive enough that you can keep torturing them. I, I no, I have to disagree. I, I, I was with you at, at, at a certain point. I used to, I used to believe that if Roe v. Wade was overturned, then it's kind of like, well, then what are you going to, what's the, what's the carrot on the string at this point? I disagree because they they absolutely have the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. It's done. Um, six to three. Uh, Roberts maybe five four, but it doesn't really matter. He's if if anything he's in the middle leaning conservative, right? You know, I mean, it's but no because it, with the abortion thing with Roe v. Wade, it's we're letting it, you heard it in the um, I heard it loud and clear um, when Boof was was palling around with his buddy. That this is about just letting the people decide. This is about letting the people decide. And give because, the kids that five pound bag of sugar for dinner. No, I mean like, well, yeah, exactly. And and if if there, it's 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 leaving it up to the states to make their own decisions. It's it's big nanny government is not going to make the decision for you. But this is so incredibly dangerous. So incredibly dangerous when it comes to civil rights. Yeah. You know, well, instance. and you want to talk. You know, you want to talk precedent and. I, some people may say it's apples and oranges, but look at the the Roberts decision on on voting rights. And oh well, you know we think in a very Susan Collins type decision. You know we don't need the consent degree on the Southern states. We think they've learned their lesson, and as soon as you know they gutted the Voting Rights Act immediately, a number of the states that were under the consent degree decree immediately well what can we do to strip voting rights away from from the poor and the minorities and and the people who given a choice would have us out of power the, the, as the great ruth bader ginsburg said and i'm probably somewhat misquoting but something to the effect of getting getting rid of the voting voting rights was is um you know getting rid of your umbrella because it's no longer raining you know but yeah, I, 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 I'm so I have to disagree with your characterization of the of Roe v. Wade that that's that's it, that's the game because they can literally. We we already talked about messaging. The messaging is nanny government doesn't need to big federal nanny government doesn't need to tell you. Your the states can decide. We're all about states' rights. So now in Mississippi, it'll be illegal to have an abortion. In California, you can. You don't like it. You, it's it. But of course, who does this affect? disenfranchise people who don't have the money to cross state lines so, i mean it, and 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 the truth is and this is absolute fact because i've done a lot of research on this when you have governments where abortion is available readily available the number of abortions don't go up it does not legislate just just a restrictive abortion laws does not make the number of abortions go down no it just absolutely makes does the number of not safe this is abortions. a fact this is a yeah. fact so literally it is about just hurting women um and the idea 
of, and this really gets me, but the idea of, well, wait a second, is there no, is there no um, exception for, for rape or incest? Go, I, I, listen, I, I, I get it, but you're telling me that what I can do to my body, either if, if I've been a sinner, if I have been a sinner, I cannot have an abortion, but if I have been sinned against, I can. That's that to me is the message that that sends. Uh, it's disgusting. Well, well, that's no fun. So let's yeah. just do this. I don't, I'm a I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I think as soon as we're done recording today, I'm going to call my stockbroker and invest heavily in wire hangers and staircases uh, and back alleys. Can you invest in back alleys? Because I think those are those are going to be growth industries in the coming years. Awful. Let's do something yeah. fun. Come on. Just, yeah, just, let's. Just, we, we want to, before we get out of here, just give me something fun. Uh, well, something a little fun. I'll, oh, how about that that couple on the lamb? Those oh, parents. The, uh, the Michigan parents. Oh, yeah. They were on the run. Oh, but not, acor- not according to their attorneys. Mm-mm. No, they're just, um, you know, uh, inconveniently uh, unavailable. They're indisposed at the moment. Where's their son? Is he? Is he in? Is I? I believe he is in custody. Oh my yeah. god, he's in custody, and they're like, "We're getting out of here." <laughs> Fuck oh yeah! <laughs> it's like, okay. hey, we didn't we didn't shoot those kids. We just, you know, provided the gun and and oh my god, ignored I, any signs. I can't that... believe that I just went. You know what? Let's let's turn to a happier topic. Remember school the school shootings. shooting? Like, what kind of fucked up country are we in right now? Merry Christmas, oh everyone! My God. Merry Christmas, movie theater! Oh, Merry Christmas, you all building alone. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, although I gotta say, you know, school shooting is definitely happier uh, news topic than than the Florida militia that Ron DeSantis is trying to form that I was gonna go to. I have a question. Is that uh, is that something that uh, in in um, being totally serious? Is that something that happens? Like, do other states have um, their own national uh, their own state guard that's basically a national guard? No. Oh, they don't. This is this is no. New. This is this is basically like what Texas did with making everyone a vigilante. You know, uh, against uh, women who might even be thinking about having abortion. This is basically Florida going, uh, why just limit yourself to abortion? And the lawsuits and, and suing people, it's expensive and time consuming. Let's just get a bunch of people with guns and we'll, we'll make them, you know, the unofficial law enforcement of this state, which, uh, you know, not, not saying it's a slippery slope, but. Really, you you give a bunch of uh, heavily armed crackers the right to, quote unquote, enforce the law. Well, when they don't agree with the actual law or the people who are tasked with enforcing laws, like, you know, police and people who... And I, I believe me, I am, I am not saying that. Oh no, we we got to trust the police because they receive all kinds of training, so they know what they're doing. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not that dumb. But giving that responsibility to people with even less accountability, 
but I thought that you're, what we're talking about is him's. I, I'm, I'm not defending this. I'm just trying. I'm looking for clarity. It, you're, we were talking. Isn't this about him setting up the Florida Guard, like basically a national guard, but at the state level? So that would be organized. I mean, I, I'm not. Again, I mean, I'm not uh, effectively. I mean, it's, it's, I find it's it kind of one of those things troubling. on paper, you know. But it's it, it's basically like hiring the Proud Boys to do your security. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. I mean, it's like, okay, ostensibly that's what they're being paid to do is provide security. But, you know, if they wind up fucking people up and, you know, well, let's just kick a couple children along the way because, you know, that's what we do. Well, you know, that's just the price of doing business. Now, this is all about his 2024 run, right? I mean, but what if what if that thing that used to squat in our people's house is still alive? He'll he'll be running, right? Most likely, but I, 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 you know, I mean, I'm I'm no Nostradamus, but uh, uh, (laughs) really any any multisyllabic word is is game for that right now. In a perfect world, we were talking about this on the show last week about the the one as I see it the the biggest positive about the the whole billionaire space race currently going on is that we're going to ship a bunch of our richest people to mars and then it's going to go full on lord of the flies and they're just going to destroy each other and so looking at 2024 and presuming that uh the the orange hitler is uh is going to run I think you're going to you're going to see people like Ron DeSantis who are going to present themselves like uh Yunkin in uh, in in Virginia as you know the the kinder gentler Donnie. And so it's like oh well no I I support all of those issues but I can you do it with half of the mean tweets. You're talking about in a primary. I'm talking about in in, in the primary definitely because uh, but I think okay. you know it's it's going to be one of those things where even even like talking about going against him in the primary is going to be enough to get his fan base, you know, sending you death threats or yeah. whatever. And I I realize we do not live in the best of all possible worlds, but if we did, it would it would just the the human centipede that is the Republican Party would just go full on destructo and, and they will, you know, COVID isn't killing them off quickly enough. Maybe the, the political fights will. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you, uh, I, I think on, you had posted, uh, Something about the the article uh, with Madison Cawthorn uh, mm-hmm. saying that that's women the one I was should, referencing before about yeah. authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it it's it's the messaging, but I I think if you just basically rephrase that as women, you should raise your sons to murder you, and if they don't kill you by the time they're eighteen, you have failed as a parent. And I mean that's basically what he's saying. And I think if you just, if you put that clarification in there, it's, and it astounds me because really not since the tobacco industry have we seen something like the Republican Party that is so intent on on spreading their product 
while also killing off a great number of their users. Yeah. And, you know, I don't support any of these Republican policies or beliefs other than the fact that they ultimately result in more dead Republicans. And I'm full on Willy Wonka. Stop, help police. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, you, you made your bed, you burn yourself up in it. You know, it's, it's just a, it's not happening fast enough. B they, they affect the rest of us, you know, like we were saying at the beginning of, of COVID and, and lockdowns and everything. It's like, if this was just killing the Republicans who believe in perpetrating the, the virus, fine. You know, I, I, I'm sorry. Hate to see you go. Love to watch you leave. Um, maybe the other way around. I don't know. But the, the point being yeah. like, if you guys and you know, people, Oh my God, you want to kill Republicans? You're, you know, first of all, fuck you. Uh, yes. Uh, but when you think about how the virus really got a foothold in America, it's because Jared Kushner figured, well, it, it will be polit- politically expedient because this really only seems to be affecting the blue states. So fuck it, let them die, and and then we will have our Republican paradise. Does that does that make my belief that you know the world would be a better place if it was half full of dead Republicans? Good or justifiable? No, not necessarily, but it's explicable. I you know it's like hey, I wasn't the first person to say well if. You know, a lot of people on the other side died. That'd be better for everybody. So it's uh, two wrongs don't make a right, but I'm I'm gonna stick with that decision. Like <laughs> oh you know, God. it's it's kind of like my thing about cutting off Aaron Rodgers' fingers. It's you know, man, I'm very Swiftian. You know, it's it's my modest proposal. Right? Do I really believe it? No. But it's there's a kernel of a good idea in there, and hey, a boy can dream, right? <laughs> I do not support this. <laughs> Got to get Betty Barnes back in here. <laughs> I know. Well, she's uh, she has been doing her uh, the the is it uh, Tennessee Williams improv? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just talked uh, to her, which I guess is wrapping up. So she yeah. is. Uh, she will be she available will be back with to us. To be extremely violent here again. I'm I'm looking forward to that because mm-hmm. you know I can't carry that all on my own. No. It's, it's winter it's time. It's a burden. It's winter time, and this former bartender's knuckles are already cracking under the weather. So. <laughs> That that is the kraken that has been let loose. The kraken. By the way, speaking of, uh, wow, what what is happening with Sidney Powell and like, boy, howdy, uh, like just all the 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 veneer is off. Oh, like yeah. everything that that we on our side of truth and justice already knew is now becoming blatantly apparent to the former supporters. And one of the things I was reading this morning was about how QAnon people are now turning on Kyle Rittenhouse because Kyle Rittenhouse is talking about what a fucking basket case Lynn Wood is. And uh, yeah, like I was saying earlier, the human centipede is going full destructo. Yeah. And, you know, pass the popcorn. Yeah. Let me put my feet up because I'm just going to kick back and enjoy the show. <laughs> 
But sadly, you know, it's the it's the demolition derby is great until the cars start driving into the stands, and then you know it's right. like it, it's kind of better for the <laughs> if you're not in the first three rows. But it's still okay. Yeah, it's kind of bad. Killing the audience. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll even I'll admit that's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got standards. They're they're just kind of low. But a, a lot of this, a, really everything that we've been talking about, pretty much, maybe not the architecture stuff, but it, uh, most of it comes down to accountability. And I want to go back to the, the January 6th commission because you've got Mark Meadows, who uh, still likely to be held in contempt, and we'll see what the, what the DOJ decides to do about that. They better fucking do something because it's like, you know, I am not saying that Merrick Garland should be politically vengeful, but I uh, I do think that he should recognize that no matter what he does, the folks on the right end of the political spectrum... It's going to be demonized. Uh, way, yeah. Right? It's, mm-hmm. you know, he could sneeze and, oh, he's trying to give a cold to Republicans. Oh, like Donald Trump uh, debating Joe Biden when he was like, had full-blown COVID? Okay, you know, but it's like, just, dude, do the job. Do what you got to do and know that these idiots are going to make shit up and and claim that everything is politically motivated. But it's justice. That's kind of in the name of the department, isn't it? Yeah. So we need to hold people accountable. Uh, John Eastman the you know, architect of, of the plan to have Mike Pence steal the election because then, A, you have the election, and B, you got a scapegoat. Um, so he's pleading the fifth. Um, Jeffrey Clark, that's going to be interesting. Oh, there's some... There's, did did yeah. you catch uh, Matto yeah. last night yeah. talking about the, the metadata? Yeah, I... Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. It's coming from um, inside the White House. Pushing Georgia to overturn mm-hmm. the, yeah. So, uh, interesting times. Yep. Yeah. I didn't see that, Matt. I just saw that it's been, it's it's out now. It's, yeah. it's kind of big news. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of, the, one of the arguments that Timon and I normally have when he's here is he likes to talk about how both the, the 45th, president's administration and covid brought out a lot of truth it revealed a lot about america and americans and the republican party and to me i mean i i fully agree with that but it's kind of like everything happens for a reason it's like okay great it it brought all this stuff out into the light but what are we going to do about it now like revealing that is not enough Action must be taken, you know, based on the facts that have become apparent. Uh, yes, but in, in a, to view that in a positive light, the, the, the first step always is acknowledge, acknowledgement. Oh, yeah. Recognition, you, right? I mean, because then... The first step is admitting some, you have a problem. Yeah, exactly, because then you can... you can that, That's something tangible to work off of. I mean, it, but, but Absolutely, yes, but a lot of people like happening. just want to leave it there and everything happens for a reason. It's like, no, now now that we know the reason... Right. If, it's, if the thing that happened is something good, 
Now that we know the reason, we can duplicate that and make the good thing happen again. If what happened is bad, then we can take the reasons and work to prevent that from happening again. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's the, one, one of my, my best friend, uh, writing partner, like there's kind of a running joke, you know, like, Hey, you know, we should, we should do this. And then absolutely would, would I have to do any work, <laughs> you know? And it's like, it, it's funny when it's a recurring joke between comedians, when it's the government <laughs> and, you know, we were talking about Boof Kavanaugh of like, well, can't we just leave this up to the states? And I, I realized that the abortion no, debate the is decide. not going to make uh, is not going to make more women into Rush fans. But Neil Peart, uh, Oliver Sholem, uh, rest in peace, lyrical genius. Uh, although sometimes maybe a little too Ayn Rand influenced on stuff, but. Um, as as he wrote, uh, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be a Rush fan to believe it, but it helps. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's you know it's not even kicking the can down the road. And like what I was talking about earlier with the Roberts Court and voting rights, and yeah, well you know they they've learned their lesson. We'll just leave it up to them. It's like, no, it's, there's a reason we have laws and there is a government set up to create and enforce the laws and you're, you're the fucking Supreme Court, like act like it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now go to your room. <laughs> no supper for you, but uh, your mom will come up in a couple hours with a bag of sugar for you to eat. <laughs> <laughs> right. There we go. There we because go. Because it's what you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Insulin, well, you're on your own for that. Yeah, right. But thanks to Joe Biden. 35 bucks. Damn right. All right. Hopefully. We'll see. Fingers crossed. It's, it's, it's a brave new world. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I think uh, it, is, it is National Play Outside Day. So let's, uh, let's get our socks and our cookies and... Give a, a strong salute to Skywarn. Oh yeah, Skywarn. <laughs> we recognize you, Skywarn. <laughs> it's it's become uh, what's it called? Become self um, self aware. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Skynet. Oh okay. Yeah, please. we're we're good for now. Okay okay. Yeah. Who who needs sentient robots to destroy us when we have a virus? <laughs> mm-hmm. Robots would be quicker and would look cooler, but. Yeah, let the virus do its work. <laughs> and with that, we, we well, I don't know where you're listening to this. You could be outside playing already. You could be inside. You could be in your car. Uh, that, that's the magic of podcasts. You can listen at your convenience wherever you are. So uh, go, you know, go listen to something else now because uh, we're pretty much done. Not right now. We're, we're going to keep talking for a minute here. Uh, like the part where I, I say Katie Massacanity, it is always a pleasure to have you on the show. And should people want more of that pleasure elsewhere in their lives, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Uh, not a whole lot going on, but you can. It, my my children's book makes a great great Christmas gift. It's Little Libby and the Right to Vote, and you can find that on Amazon. Also, also available for Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, oh, or whatever else you may yes, be celebrating exactly. this time of year. Oh gosh, yes, but. Uh, Little Libby and the right to vote. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Get on it. 
because at the rate things are going right now, it's kind of going to be a historical document in years. <laughs> like, hey, remember when little Libby had the right to vote? Good times. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Going to miss that. Well, thank you for being here. And I look forward to having you back again soon. And uh, you and Betty going to be back on the panel together and be like old times. And uh, yeah, I will I will not have to be the only one spewing uh, violent revenge fantasies. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can leave that mm-hmm. to Betty and she does that so, so she well. She does. So looking forward to that. Thank you again for being here. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. You can find me on the socials. I'm not usually on Instagram, but when I am, I am the Dr. Robinson on the Facebook I am Dr. David. Robinson, and on the Twitter, I am at Stand Up Fall Down. And if you've made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but it bears repeating that we are on the socials as well. On the Facebook, all spelled out, let's be treasonable. And on the Twitter, we are at L E T S. B-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-A-B-L. We take off the E's and pass the savings on to you, the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, want to thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening, even the platforms where you're not. If you got the time and inclination, we would appreciate that. If you didn't like what you heard, well, not sure why you stuck around, but thank you for doing that. Make you a deal. You don't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone. Everyone's happy. Sounds good to you. Sounds good to me. As referenced earlier in the show, we are into the holiday season, so uh, we will be off next week. Uh, I have a, I have a destination wedding to attend, and then we are back on the 18th for our last show of the year because Christmas and New Year's Day both on Saturdays. And we are occasionally evil here, but come on, we're not monsters. We weren't raised by Madison Cawthorn, so we're not going to make people come in and spend their Christmas and New Year's hangovers talking politics with me anyway. You can do that with your family and loved ones for now, as they may be. But we will be back on the 18th, and I am looking forward to that. Until then, goodbye! Goodbye!